0: Hello and welcome to another episode of My Wax Museum. I'm your host, Alex Williams, and today I'm joined by my friend Greg Talley, who I was roommates with for two weeks. (laughs) It was a great conversation. It was great getting to know Greg. And uh, I'm glad that we got to hang out a little bit while we were quarantined together. I hope everybody is staying safe and healthy and washing their hands and looking out for the people that need them. Uh, I hope that... You're able to find things to keep yourself busy with, and I think one of the best ways that you can do that is by listening to the people around you. Take some time out of your day, just five minutes, and listen to somebody in your life, somebody that you just know. Take some time to listen intently to the people around you. Greg Talley, welcome to My Wax Museum.
1: Hey, man. it's, It's nice to be on. I'm glad to be on My Wax Museum. So,
0: um, and I'm, I'm happy to have you. I'm, uh, I've enjoyed being a roommate for the past two weeks, which I guess kind of gives away a little bit. If you want to fill people in on how we know each other, uh, we'll start there.
1: Yeah, so I've been in this apartment. We're, we're in a college apartment, right? I've been in here for a little bit. All my roommates left, and then some bearded dude walks in. I'm like, hey, you're ruining my vibe, man. <laughs> <laughs> So that's kind of how we met, actually. He, he moved in. He's been here before, um, and, and that's kind of how we got to know each other. We've been quarantined together with everything going on.
0: Yeah. So. Yeah, yeah. We've, been, we've been trapped in the apartment for two weeks together, but have spent surprisingly little time together, actually. Just kind of been doing our own things, and we still have homework and stuff to do. Um, but kind of jumping off of there and getting to know you a little bit, uh where where are you from? Tell us a little bit about your background.
1: Yeah, so I was born in Indiana. I had to think about that. Funny. I was born in Indiana, uh lived there till I was about seven years old, moved to New Mexico, uh lived there till I was about seventeen years old, and then uh moved to Texas and it's been quite an interesting ride. So hmm. that's a little bit about me. Just uh And so
0: ahead. okay, so you've lived in Indiana, New Mexico, and Texas, right? Yeah. Uh, where Where would you consider home?
1: That's a good question. I, I sometimes have a hard time answering that. When people ask me where I'm from, I just say I'm from Texas. Um, but I was mostly raised in New Mexico. That's where like my teenage years were and stuff. So I think I'd have to say New Mexico. Hmm.
0: And then, okay, so growing up in New Mexico, um, like... I've never been to New Mexico, so you know, fill me in a little bit on on what it was like to live there and grow up in that in that state.
1: Right. Yeah. So for me, um, desert, probably the best way to describe it for me. Um, I lived in the middle of nowhere. I didn't really have neighbors. Hmm. Um, it was kind of like isolation. So I'm a little bit used to this like isolating feeling, um, being alone for long periods of time. Uh, but at the same time, I did go to school and stuff, and I had a lot of friends um, School was an interesting place for me. Um, I had a lot of weird experiences there hmm. met a lot of interesting and strange people but that 's kinda where I grew up was
0: hmm. and so what what made school an interesting and weird experience for you uh
1: the people so like there were just so many like different cultures and different, like, opinions and just so many different things. Um, Also, like, there are a lot of sketchy people, you know, kind of the people Mm -hmm. that, like, you don't want to be around, but at the same time, like, they're genuine people, so you end up around them and talking to them and just weird and interesting people. Hmm.
0: And so um, were there any experiences in particular growing up? I know I didn't really give you any time to think about this um but were there any experiences growing up that kind of that that you feel kind of shaped the person that you are now
1: yeah um give me a second to think about that cuz that's a that's a pretty good mm-hmm. question i'd say that there's quite a bit um well i i actually had a friend growing up that uh i think he shaped me and i i actually Saw him a little bit earlier today, and I, I said hi to him and, and said goodbye to him at the same time. That was hard because I'm leaving tomorrow morning. Um, I think growing up with him as such a good friend, he uh, he really shaped me. Uh, we actually started out as like enemies, like we hmm. fought and and we we got physical sometimes. <laughs> really? Yeah. It was it was kind of funny. He got along with my brother more than me at the time, and and one day our moms were just like. Hey, like we're going to make them have a sleepover or something like that. Like they're going to, he's going to, Greg's going to go and spend the night at his house. And, and I did that. So that was pretty fun. And hmm. uh, We kind of slowly built a relationship and eventually I apologized and uh, cause I was, I was a bit of a jerk. I'm not going to lie. Um, And uh we ended up being pretty good friends. Hmm.
0: And then, and then obviously I guess you're still you're still friends today.
1: Yeah. Yeah. We don't, uh, we don't talk as much as we used to, um, as much as I'd like. Uh, and that's partially my fault, I'd say. Um, mm-hmm. I could be a lot better at reaching out. That's one thing I feel like I struggle with as a person is like reaching out to people. Um, mm. I'd say that's my struggle is just reaching out and saying, Hey, like, I'm like here and I still want to be friends and stuff, and, like keeping that connection hard, even though, like, personally inside, I'm like, that person's drilled into my soul, right? Hmm. But like on the outside, I have a hard time reflecting that.
0: Hmm, interesting. So how do you, I guess this is kind of something I don't usually ask guests, but how do you um, communicate that? Like, I guess, what's your, what's your love language, Greg?
1: Oh, boy. <laughs> I'm still trying to find that myself, man. Um, I think recently um, I've actually been exploring that question a lot more. And this past semester here at college, one thing I've been doing is, um, trying to forget about myself more, Hmm. um, and just show appreciation, um, genuine appreciation. And that's kind of hard for me. Um, it's hard to like stop and say like, Hey, like, it's not about me. Like, this is your time. Like I want to be with you guys and like, I want to help you out how I can. Um, so that's kind of been one thing for me that, uh, that's definitely like, I've definitely been working on. Um, it's just forgetting about myself and that's kind of like how I've learned that I show love the best is when I just forget, like, forget about my self esteem, forget about all of that stuff. Cause it kind of just gets in the way, you know, you can never fill that void of like, I love myself. I love myself. Like it's, right. it's not all that great. So,
0: yeah, I know, I know for me in my life, a lot of the times when I do something good, it's because I'm trying to emulate somebody that that I appreciate. Is there somebody who has shown you um, uh, that kindness and extended that towards you that you kind of think like, oh, I'd like to, um, I'd like to be more like them in in uh, showing that affection and that love toward people?
1: Yeah the the immediate first thing that came into my mind when you said that was my mother. Hmm. Um, she is the most amazing woman. Uh, she just genuinely loves people. And like when I'm around her, I can feel her genuine love and concern for me. Like, and sometimes like if she's scolding me because I'm doing something stupid, which I do a lot of stupid things. Um, I just know like it's coming from a place of love, even though sometimes it's hard to take. Right. So,
0: Hmm. how, okay. So, um, so loving scold or scolding lovingly, I guess. Um, how, like how do how does somebody do that? How does somebody, um, tell you you're doing something wrong, but then still like come from that place of love and make sure that you're, you're not forgetting of that.
1: Yeah. So my mom is, is direct. Um, and I think sometimes like, uh, for example, like in our psychology class, our psychology teacher gave a really good example of this. Um, he talked about like, people with like bad breath. If you have a friend with really bad breath and you don't tell them, are you helping them or hurting them? Right. Hmm. Um, so that's kind of like how my mom does it. She's direct and she's just like, Hey, like this is the issue. You need to fix it. Right. Um, and then she said, I'm here to help and support and love you. But like, there's a problem here.
0: Hmm. Hmm. Um, and then, I guess uh, kind of looking looking more at like your growing up experience and stuff. I know um, you have two siblings, right? You mm-hmm. don't have any more than that? Yeah, I have an okay. older brother, younger sister. Okay, so I know all of your siblings, and one of them, Angela, actually was on the show like a year ago. Beat me to it. <laughs> yeah. Um, and so, so how, um, like did you get along with them? Because you're the middle child, right? So did you get along with them? Was it good growing up? Um, I guess, tell me a little bit about that, uh, sibling relationship.
1: My brother and I used to fight a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's kind of a, a running theme. You'll hear like, I used to get in arguments with people and stuff. Um, my brother and I used to fight a lot and it, it'd get, it'd get pretty crazy. Um, and my sister and I would argue, um, they'd probably be the first person people to tell you that. Growing up, I wasn't the nicest guy, especially my sister. Sometimes I feel bad about that. I'm like looking back and I could have been a better older brother. Um, I'm getting a little bit emotional. Like I just lost my nervousness of being on the podcast and now I'm getting emotional. Thanks, man. (laughs) (laughs) That's a great question. Um, But I think as we got older and we started to grow up a little bit, um, putting big boy pants on, right? Uh, (laughs) I think um, right now we get along great. Yeah. Um, uh, and, and I hope they know that like, I'm sorry for all the stuff that I've done in the past, just all the arguing and bickering, bickering that was unnecessary. Um, and that's like another thing that I've been like working on for myself and that goes with me forgetting myself and just trying to go out to others. is just like, Hey, I care about you guys. I love you guys. Like, let's make this happen. Like, let's be friends and let's be more let's be family and and love each other
0: so what what changed for you that kind of made you want to maybe be a little less argumentative and a little more loving
1: um i think i just grew up i think it was Hmm. just part of growing up and i've looked at uh other people's relationships that they have with their siblings and i've seen some relationships that when they're older they don't talk to their siblings and they they avoid them or they still argue and bicker even though they're like grown men, grown women. And I think it's kind of crazy and uh, like distancing themselves from each other. Um, But I I don't want that. Like I want to be there with my siblings. I want my kids and their kids to grow up together and see each other and, and just have fun together, be cousins and, you know, just uh, Hmm. love each other. So, Hmm.
0: And, uh, and so, I mean, obviously family is a big, big deal for you. Um, do you have any cousins? Are you close with them at all? Or is it mostly just you and your siblings?
1: Um, I would love to be closer to my cousins. I do have cousins. Um, my sister, I think is the closest with them and my brother as well. Uh, I'm not as close as I want to be with them. And that's probably like, like I said earlier, I have trouble reaching out and I have Mm -hmm. trouble like talking and saying like, this is like something that I want. Um, And, and that's something that I really do want is, is to like, get closer with them. I just kind of find it hard and awkward sometimes. So, Hmm.
0: and okay. Say, say one of them uh, was thinking the exact same thing. They, they're thinking, I'd love to be better friends with Greg. (laughs) Um, but I just feel, I feel awkward about reaching out. I'm just not very good at it. What's the best way for somebody, um, to, to reach out to, to either start being your friend or to kind of reconnect with you? What's like, what's something that would get you on board for that?
1: Yeah, I'm definitely not the only person probably that feels that way. Um, I, I know I'm not, I know there's hundreds of people out there that feel that way. Um, and I think that's something that I'm trying to learn myself. Uh, maybe I need to like step up and just go for it, send a message, say, Hey, what's up? How's it going? Um, But I really don't know. That's something I'm trying to discover myself. Hmm. Uh, what's the best way for me to make connections in these relationships that should have been built a long time ago. I feel like and build them up. Right. Hmm. So,
0: yeah. Yeah. Um, What's like, This is kind of like, um, I, I feel like I'm almost doing like 20 questions. Like, I'm just like, no, I love it. It's I'm getting to know you. Sometimes I do more narrative things. Sometimes it's a little bit more, you know, just like, Hey, like, what about this? What do you think about this? And I'm, I'm wondering, um, uh, so somebody reaches out to you, says, Hey, Greg, it's been forever. Um, the, the pandemic's over and we're not, you know, quarantined anymore. Life's back to normal. Uh, what would be like the ideal hangout for you? What's like the, let's go and do that
1: kind of thing. Oh man. Um, I haven't had like a good hangout in a long time. Uh, so that friend that I was talking about earlier, the one that kind of like helped shape me and grow my life. And there Mm -hmm. are a few other friends like him too, that like definitely did that. There's three or four guys back home that definitely built me up. But that one that, uh, I've, that I said that I said goodbye to today, um, one thing that we did is we just got together and we, I was just talking to him and we, we went rock climbing and I was like, cool. So I think just doing an activity, like let's go and do something. I think mm. that's a great way to build relationships um, with people and not like, I know oftentimes people think like relationships, like, Oh, relationship, but just like human relationships, connections right. with people. Um, So I say make a plan or get together and, and say, hey, let's go do something and go and do it. And I think that's sometimes like a, a struggle is just going and doing something. But I think it's very beneficial. And right now, like we're quarantined. It's a lot harder to do. So
0: So what's your, what's your quarantine hangout idea? You're, you're stuck at home. You can't physically be with anybody. What do you do?
1: My friend and I have been playing a Star Wars game okay. online. <laughs> so what? that's pretty nice. What game? Um, uh star wars the old republic okay okay um, yeah i that's pretty much all i got is video games right now yeah um if you have any ideas that'd be great we can talk after <laughs> <laughs> but uh yeah so video games or just a video chat um and say hey like when this is all over let's go do something
0: uh, right right you can make plans that's yeah that's yeah. what that's how we hang and out with. I don't
1: people. know if you've seen like the, the pictures on Facebook or on like whatever social media you use. I only use Facebook really. Um of people that are like sitting in the trunks of their cars, like six or seven feet away from each other and just having a conversation. I think that's great. I can't really sit in the trunk of my car, but I can roll the window down. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so something like that could be fun too. Just yeah. a little get together.
0: Yeah. It's the This whole quarantine thing is really interesting. I mean, you're the only person who I'll probably be interviewing in person for the next, I don't know, little while here for sure. Um Cause yeah, we're, everything's on lockdown. Like, yeah, I mean, we're, we're
1: more than six feet apart. We're right more now. than six feet apart so right maybe, now. Maybe I you mean, can get somebody to come in and just when they're done, wipe everything down, wipe everything a, down,
0: sanitize everything. Yeah. 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 And lock yeah. out with a
1: face mask or something. I don't, I don't know. <laughs>
0: maybe, maybe keep one mic in the apartment and what keep one outside. Right? Yeah. Just and then out just out the window. And then just run the cord out the window. Hey, that's not a bad right, idea. Yeah. I
1: mean, you could have them sitting outside even if you had. And to. I
0: could just bump the mic right up against the screen and then.
1: Yeah, you can. Your interviews are still there. good to go.
0: Yeah, why not? Yeah. Hmm, I'll have to think about that. Hopefully, it doesn't
1: get rusty. So put a little umbrella over it. Just yeah, I'll have
0: to like bring it in at night. And, oh, definitely. Or I mean, no, just have it there all night. Why not? People can well, come I mean, and go. I'll yeah, just hopefully nobody gets forever.
1: stolen. Like, somebody walks up to steal it. So why do you feel you need to steal this? Yeah. Like, tell me about that. Right. Hmm.
0: right. Uh, <laughs>
1: we're getting a little bit off track.
0: Huh? That'd be really funny though. Um, okay. So, so tell me a little bit more, um, about then. Okay. So, uh, you're going home to Texas. Like you said, tomorrow morning, as of this recording, uh, this episode will be out in like three weeks or something. Mm-hmm. Um, so, uh, by the time this is out, you'll be home in Texas, right um, but like you said, you grew up in New Mexico. When did you move to Texas, and why?
1: so I was about halfway through my junior year, um which is
0: grade eleven grade eleven yes. okay, yeah, I'm sorry, I, yeah, yeah, different sorry. countries here yeah,
1: <laughs> yeah, so grade eleven I was about halfway through grade eleven um and we were kind of going through like a financially difficult time, right? Nothing like too, too crazy, but it was, it was rough, right? And Mm -hmm. uh, we kind of needed a fresh start. And we know that Dallas has a great economy, at least at the time it did. And I'm sure it does now. I haven't really looked at all the numbers and stuff. Um, Well, I mean, now nobody has a good economy, but (laughs) you know what I mean? Um, But uh, we needed a change and our grandparents lived there. So we went and we, we moved out there and it's uh it's been working out pretty uh, pretty well for us hopefully yeah and, uh we're kind of getting out of all the situations that we were in um and we've met great people i'm i have been the most social person but we've we've had the opportunity to meet some good people. Hmm. so
0: and then so dallas um so your family's lived there for six seven eight years now something like that yeah
1: I think it's been like Five six years. I in two years in the middle. I went on a mission for the church. Right. Um, uh, but something something like that. Five or six years. I'm trying mm-hmm. to do the quick math on my head so I look cool for the podcast. But I I can't count apparently. <laughs> <laughs> Five's too high. It's too five, high. It's yeah. just way too high.
0: Um. So okay. So so you moved to Dallas. Um. And did you kind of like what was that was that move hard for you like being an older kid i'm assuming you had you know at least some friends at school
1: yeah i had i had a lot of friends in new mexico um and this is kind of where the interesting story about me comes into play that a lot of people know and a lot of people don't like people there know mm-hmm. but everybody else doesn't hmm. so i got there and uh i was i i turned into from like the crazy guy who went and like did all the activities to the guy that did nothing and kind of went quiet. Um, I didn't really talk to people much. Hmm. Yeah. It was, uh, it was interesting. My time was filled with grunts and yes and no, I'd talk to my immediate family, but when people would come and talk to me, I'd just be like, "Eh, yeah. Um, I'm not sure why it was just kind of a a thing. Huh? Um, and that lasted for a lot longer than it should have uh, yeah. probably about a year. And then, and then some maybe even so (laughs) Hmm. probably not the best way to make relationships and and connect with people. Yeah. Uh, but that wasn't my focus and I didn't really have a focus. I kind of lost myself and, uh, I felt like I lost a big part of me and, and I kind of just didn't feel at home. And Mm -hmm. sometimes when I go back, I, I, still don't feel at home all the time and I need to learn to accept that. Um, and I need to learn to make a home out of it. And part of that is just getting out, reaching out and talking to people. So, and that's something I guess I have trouble with sometimes Hmm. here. I I don't know why, like I just clicked and I started doing things, but, but it's just, uh, I'm a weird person, I guess.
0: Yeah. And I, I mean, the, the dynamic between when you're living at home versus when you're at school, especially when you live here, you normally have five other roommates and, um, and they'll probably drag you out to things if they're going out to things. Right. Right. Um, So I guess that dynamic's just a little bit different already. Um, And so so then kind of, I guess, you having felt like you're more the the outgoing and friendly person and then also being this... Way too reserved. You know, way too reserved. Yeah. Like, um, do you have a preference of, like, which Greg you like best? Like, what do you prefer?
1: I think there's a pretty obvious answer. I... Yeah, that's interesting, like double-sided, like I'm a, I'm a flip of a coin. Um, I like this Greg, like a more open Greg. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I, I'm talking to the third person now. Um, I like to be more open. I like to communicate with people. Uh, when I lived in New Mexico, and I did it in Texas. I didn't like it as much there um, for obvious reasons because I was more reserved. Um, when I lived in New Mexico, I did theater, and I really loved it. I really enjoyed it. Um, and I was out and open at the dances that we had. Um, I would make it a point to ask every single girl on the dance floor to dance. Really? Yeah. Like, uh, there was this one girl. I remember she was sitting in the back of the like, like wallflowers, just kind of sitting in the back. Um, and I remember walking up and I said, "I'm gonna get a little bit loud, so I'm gonna get a little bit away from the mic." Um, but I said, "You." dance with fernando and she just laughed so hard and we ended up getting out and dancing a little bit and and talking and uh she went to the same school as me and uh we saw her at school and she'd be like fernando she knew my name was greg and she's like hey fernando and i'd be like hey what's up you know really yeah um i didn't know spanish back then really yeah Uh, but it's great that i do now because i can talk to everybody that knows spanish there yeah Uh, now yeah (laughs) That's but, awesome. Yeah, it, it was it was a blast and I really enjoyed that I really enjoyed being more open and out. Um so it was interesting for me to be so reserved and so uncommunicative even after my mission um for like 2 days I was like open up and everything and ready to go and then not so long later I just reserved back again which was interesting. Interesting. Um, yeah, and I'm hoping that when I go back to school I can like take this openness and stuff that I've kind of regained here and I've built myself up a little bit and there's been people like from our, our, uh, from my, my church there, um, my ward there in, in Texas that, uh, that I've gotten to know a little bit here, mm-hmm. which is good. So that'll kind of maybe force me to get out a little right, bit. Right. Right. Um, so yeah.
0: Huh. In- interesting. Okay. Um, you've mentioned your mission a couple of times. Um, which, of course, was for the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. Shameless um, plug. Just kidding. <laughs> shameless shameless <laughs> plug or clarification, however you want to look at it. Yeah,
1: probably a better clarification. <laughs> um,
0: a and so, so tell me a little bit uh, about, I mean, where you went and then uh, what, what the overall experience was like for you.
1: Right. So I served in the Costa Rica-San Jose East Mission, Um, so that's just Costa Rica from Santa Jose, kind of Southeast, like from the capital to Southeast, right? Uh, something like that better way. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, it was an interesting line, but, um, my mission was difficult. Uh, it wasn't easy, but I loved it. Um, I had some interesting experiences there and, and, I remember uh, I had one companion that when I met him, he was my second companion. I was in my second area. And when I met him, oh, my gosh, we were, like, at each other's throats. We, we did not get along with each other at all. Um, and we were there for three transfers, which is 6 plus 6 is 18. What's 18 plus 6? 20. What is that?
0: Wait, three transfers is 18. 18 weeks is three transfers. Oh yeah. 18 yeah. weeks.
1: Yeah, yeah. yeah. I was like yeah. trying to, I don't, I don't know what I was trying to do there. Yeah. So yeah, 18 weeks, yeah. we were together for about 18 weeks and uh, the first 12, man, that was rough. Or at least the first 11, um, we were just at each other, man. It was, uh, it wasn't fun for either of us. And I remember uh, we became friends. I'll. I'll go back to that. But, Later on in my mission, we met up again, and I was talking to him, and I, I told him straight, I was like, you know, there were times when I just thought about maybe taking you, strangling you when you sleep a little <laughs> bit, and he said, yeah, me too, so I don't feel bad about saying that. Uh, yeah, it got that bad, though, um, but then all of a sudden, something changed. I don't know what it was. I think we just, uh, we saw our fair share of miracles, and I don't want to get into those too much, um, but we experienced a miracle, and uh we saw each other in a different light and uh he ended up being probably my best friend in the mission after that. Hmm. Uh We'd see each other and we'd hug each other and we'd talk and, and everything. And, and every time we saw each other, we just boom like magnets, you know? And, and just the other day I, I talked to him and it was pretty good in Spanish, but it was, it was pretty good. Um He's a great guy.
0: Hmm. So are you, um, uh, like we've talked a lot about connecting with people and reaching out and stuff. Are you one of those people who like, um, you can go years without seeing somebody and then you see them and it's just like, you click right back to where you were and, and you just kind of pick up where you left off.
1: I think sometimes it's, uh, yes and no. (laughs) Like, I think it's awkward. Like we'll get together and we'll be like, Hey man, it's been a while. And Mm -hmm. then after that, it's just kind of like a sit in silence. So how's it going? good, good, good. Yeah. And then (laughs) after just like kind of warming up to each other again, sizing each other up. No, I'm kidding. Uh, we, we warm up a little bit and then all of a sudden, you know, we slowly start to click and then it's like, this is still the same friend that I've had for years. Hmm. Like, I don't know why I'm being and then boom, we're in it and, and we're friends, you know, and, and then it clicks, but it takes a minute, you know?
0: Yeah. Yeah. And then, um, so kind of back on on with your mission. Uh, what was Costa Rica like? I have, I've never, never been there, so I have no idea.
1: It is extremely beautiful. It is like, I haven't been to too many other countries, right? So USA, Costa Rica, (laughs) but it's the most beautiful place that I've like ever seen. Um, the people there are super nice. Um, unless you start talking about God and then they're like, uh, maybe not. (laughs) Uh, Are they pretty secular?
0: Like, is it is it secular or they just don't talk about religion that much? Like, what is it?
1: Um, what do you mean by secular? I'd
0: secular, like uh, irreligious, like just not interested okay, in God. Okay, yeah.
1: So um, people really like to talk about religion, hmm. but they like to talk about their own, right? Oh, okay, yeah. Um, and there's kind of like a lot of pride I've noticed, and I I don't want to say that like, because they get offended easy. <laughs> so I don't want to say that like, to offend them or anything, it's just when it comes to religion, they're very, very prideful um and very like they're not like open right mm-hmm. um but i've I've noticed it go both ways. I notice people who are super open and and people who aren't, but um they're usually like, this is what like I want or like uh, my family's been doing this for years, so we're just, we're not going to listen to you or talk to you about that kind of stuff, type of a deal. Hmm. Um, so it's interesting.
0: Right, right. Interesting. Um, and then, okay, so I'm I'm just kind of asking random questions yeah, yeah, about good. your experience there. Uh, I had a, I had a guy on the podcast a few weeks ago and he was talking about the food in Trinidad and how interesting it is and delicious it is. Does Costa Rica have any, any particular foods that are super memorable and, and amazing (laughs) or, or maybe disgusting? I don't know.
1: (laughs) That is an amazing question. Uh, the prime food is rice and beans, right? So it's like the limited things that you can do with rice and beans. It's interesting. One of their favorite condiments is ketchup and they will put that on the rice when i first had they that, will oh yeah oh man let me tell you when i first had that it, they they got me a big plate and they piled it up with rice like like a lot of rice i wish i could like show you my hands. like you can see them but i wish i could show the audience my hands Right, like a big like plate of rice and uh they just dumped so much ketchup on it and I was looking at this like, what am I, like, am I supposed to eat this? Um, and then they had, like, a little bit of beans. So it's, like, mostly rice and then some beans. I'm and moving then, to Costa Rica. And then they had chips. Well, like, so the rice there is different. And at first when I got there, I didn't really like it that much. Hmm. And then when I, now that I'm back, I don't really like the rice here in the U.S. at all. Really? It's because it's, like, uh, I just talked about this earlier. Um, is it, like, it's, a it's, wild rice? Well, it's, like... They, they, they'll grind it up and they'll add minerals and stuff to it. Um, and then they'll kind of like reshape it back to rice. Interesting. So it's like to like combat malnutrition and stuff. So there's a lot more in poorer countries and that kind of a thing. Okay. Um, So uh, yeah, it, it was interesting. and, And I remember like taking a chip and they eat rice with chips sometimes. Yeah. Um, or a spoon um and you like take your chip and you you put your rice on it and, like you just dip it in and and take a bite the first time i did that oh um then after a while i got accustomed to it and and now i really like it uh, my favorite dish um chifrijo or or just the gallo pinto or just a a traditional casado breakfast um uh kind of my favorite things i really liked uh fried cheese with gallo pinto and uh, that was amazing. Um, I would recommend that to anybody. Just good fried cheese, gallo pinto. If you like platino or plantains, um, if you like plantains, uh, they do them great there. So, hmm. yeah.
0: That sounds awesome, actually. Um, and gallo pinto? Is gallo that... pinto, yes. Yeah, so, so what's that?
1: Um, you know, uh so like diced tomatoes, mm-hmm. a little bit. I think like cilantro. I don't know. Um, and a lot of vinegar. Oh, like okay. Normally way too much vinegar, but y- you you learn to love it. Yeah. You're like, oh, this vinegar is so good. Uh huh. And you just dump it into the rice and you go for it. Uh, so it, it it's delicious.
0: Yeah, that sounds fantastic. Um. And so I guess, did you, did you learn to cook any of the meals or did you just kind of go and try them?
1: I wish I learned more how to cook the meals. Um, so no, not really. Uh, I kind of learned how to do some plantains, um, Um, but I'm not great at it. And it's been a few, it's been a few years since I've tried, Okay, Uh, but, uh, Yeah. (laughs) I I, I probably can't anymore. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that sounds
0: really good though. Um, and then, so, uh, after, after your mission in Costa Rica, how long have you been home?
1: I've been home for about two years now.
0: And then, um, a little bit over two years. Okay. So then when you, when you got home, uh, what, what was the next thing for you? What did you get up to?
1: So the first thing I did was I emailed my mom and I said, I want an enchilada, an enchilada casserole yeah, with green chili in it, make it. And then I, and then I ate that. Um, but after I got home, I went straight to work. Um, I worked at a place that, uh, they sell gold and silver and they, uh, distribute that out when they sell it. Um, and I basically like looked at the gold and silver, made sure that it was like in good quality and it was the right piece that the person was looking for. And I, Packed it up and shipped it out. I did that for a little bit. Um, I wanted to go and, uh, think about what I wanted to do next. So, uh, I quit my job there so that I can go and either come to school or, or work on my next thing. And I wasn't sure what it was. I ended up working, uh, in a warehouse in logistics, Hmm. doing logistics, which is just shipping things. Uh, basically that's just the basic of it. um, and I had a great experience there. I met a lot of good people. I met, uh, a couple of people that I would consider, uh, really good mentors. Uh, I had a supervisor there. His name was John and he was, he, he became like a mentor to me. He, he was just such a great guy. Um, and we got along great and he taught me so much about so many things. Um, especially about work. <laughs> but, uh, uh, I worked there for a little bit in that warehouse. I, I feel like I'm going all over the place. No, please keep um, going. I worked there for about a year. I actually got like the one year mark, and a couple months after that, I stopped working there, and then came here. Hmm. So,
0: and uh, and why why come to BYU Idaho? What made that decision for you?
1: I wasn't sure what I wanted to do next. I was looking at maybe getting a real estate license to, like, become a real estate agent um, or sure. start something. Uh, and then I just kind of had this feeling like, you know what? If I don't know what I'm going to do, I might as well go to a place that can help me figure that out. Mm-hmm. Um, so I came here.
0: Hmm. And then um, being here, have you just been studying generals or do you have something specific you're you're working at?
1: I came... Um, I didn't want to put, like, the, uh, I can't remember, like, just generals as my major. Mm -hmm. Um, So, I ended up taking business management as my major. Uh, And then, in the middle of the semester, near the end of the semester, I decided, you know, I kind of wanted to look at video production a little bit. Hmm. Uh, So, there was a video production class that I wanted to take, but to take it, I had to change my major to communications um, and I was like, yeah, I'm going to do that. So I just changed my major to take a class. Um, and I, I actually like the major. I like, I like the communications major in there with the emphasis of video production. Uh, and I'm going to like stick with that a little bit, take a couple of the classes. And if I like it, then I'll roll with it.
0: Hmm. And, uh, and so you haven't taken any of those classes yet, right? Right. And, uh, what, like what do you want to get out of it? Obviously you think it'd be interesting, but like where do you hope that that leads you?
1: I'm still figuring that out. Um, I've always liked the idea of like shooting videos and being in videos and, Mm -hmm. and that kind of stuff. Like the idea of YouTube to me is like really cool that you can create content and put it on. The idea of podcasting to me is cool because you can create content, put it up and share your desires, um, or just create things like what you've got, I think is amazing. Um, and I'm like, Oh, maybe I should try something, but, Mm -hmm. uh, podcasting, I I don't feel as like creative with (laughs) coming up with ideas to like sit down and talk about. I think it'd be great. Um, it's just like the coming up with the idea and stuff. Right.
0: Yeah. It's a different medium for sure. Yeah. Um, what, what kind of videos would you want to make?
1: Uh, I like the idea of making just funny videos, just stuff to make people laugh. Hmm. Um, I also think like maybe like I, I'm, I think it'd be fun to just to try other types of videos too. Not necessarily just like comedy, but comedy is kind of something that I enjoy doing. I like to make people laugh. I like to watch people smile. So something that will make people smile.
0: Hmm. I like that. Um, and then so, Uh, I guess, I guess moving further with communications, uh, if, if you do decide like that is what you want to do specifically with video production, um, is there any, is there any side of it that you think you would enjoy the most? Cause I know like there's a lot that goes into it, right? You can do writing, you can do the editing, you can do directing, acting, like what do you think would be, the thing that you would be most interested in within that video production
1: sphere um i like acting uh but behind the camera i think it'd be cool to write that's something that i want to try is just kind of writing out scripts and stuff and having fun with that and maybe do a little bit of editing hmm. um i i'm not Familiar with like editing software or anything. I, I don't have training in that. I can do like a basic, like put a video on and add music. Right. Um, I would like to learn more. I think it could be really fun. Uh, but I think writing and some editing, I think would be fun.
0: Hmm. Yeah. Um. For for me personally, editing's like. Where it's at. Where it's at. It's so, cause you can, that's really where things are made.
1: Where all the creative juices yeah it all
0: comes together in editing right um so it's it's really neat to see how those projects come together like that um as far as careers go do you have any idea maybe it's not even in video production i don't know but what's kind of your your uh thought as far as like what you want to i guess be when you grow up
1: yeah i i don't know yet i think There's a lot of people that don't know what they want to do. I am one of them. Mm -hmm. I'm one of those people. And I'm a dreamer, right? I like to dream big. I like the idea of like, oh, being famous would be cool. Like just, um, or maybe not necessarily being famous, but doing something that I love, you know, like acting out something really funny or just that kind of stuff I think would be amazing. but again, I'm a bit of a dreamer. I romanticize that kind of stuff. Like, mm-hmm. I think it'd be really fun. Yeah. Uh, and sometimes I feel like I need to be more realistic realistic and down to earth. Um, but I, I think that's where my biggest trouble is, is just uh, finding that line between what's more realistic and what part of my dreams can I fulfill? Right, and right. And what, what benefits other people besides just myself? Because sometimes I'm, I'm a selfish person. I mean... Um, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I think a lot of people are more selfish than I think. Um,
0: yeah. Oh, yeah. I think everybody is more selfish than they think.
1: Yeah. Uh, and that, again, goes with the whole thing that I was talking about earlier is trying to forget about myself. And I guess that's also for a selfish reason. It's because mm-hmm. I want to make more connections and and that kind of stuff. So, mm. and, and build better relationships, which is an interesting kind of, I, I think that's a positive selfish, right? I think there's Yeah.
0: Nets. Yeah. I think, yeah, there are definitely positive selfish, so. Selfishnesses.
1: selfishness, that's um, such a weird word. I don't know if it is a word. Yeah. Um,
0: so, so I'm curious though, cause you, you say you're a dreamer and that you, but you try and stay grounded in reality. Well, uh, outside of the podcast, there's lots of time for being realistic. You can think about like <laughs> realism when you're not on the show. But right yeah. now, what's like, what's the dream? Like, if you had it all, tell me uh, where you, would you be at age 40? Let's say
1: I would be. I'm not sure specifically what I would be doing. I, I, I know it has something to do with videos. And being on camera and off camera working like that, I think it'd be cool to have a crew. But like, my crew would just be people that I care about. Mm-hmm. I want to work like with friends and family and and do things that they love. Like, I think it'd be cool to make a show that has a little bit of everything, a little bit of science for my friends who like science, cars, my brother loves cars. Doing videos like that would be really cool with him um, and and mix of everything. Um, so that's kind of my dream is just being with people that I care about And I love to be around and creating things with them. Hmm. Whatever it is that I'm doing, I just want to be with the people that I care about the most and do it with them uh, Hmm. and build something great. Hmm.
0: I like that. Um, Yeah, I think think it's interesting. Uh, I think if you distilled most people's dreams, you'd probably get some sort of similar answer right it's that fulfillment yeah right uh it feels good to create things with other people do you want
1: to know the more selfish part yeah tell me the (laughs) selfish part i'd have a corvette in a really big like a mansion too many rooms for one person of Uh, course (laughs) yeah but that's just like me like my dream it like i want a corvette which is interesting because a lot of people like a corvette greg like there's lamborghinis and stuff like i want to be able to afford those kinds of cars and have them but corvette like i'm emotionally attached to i had a little corvette car i'm speaking way too fast i had a little corvette car when i was a kid just Hmm. a hot wheels and i got like way too it was it was the car that won every time right right um and because of that now i'm like i'm gonna get a corvette
0: right it's like an emotional
1: the day i get one i'll probably like cry i'll be like yeah man i've been building up for this my whole life uh but
0: <laughs> the car salesman will love that for his Instagram. Oh yeah. He'd yeah. be
1: like, this was an easy sale. Like I had yeah, yeah. to like a couple hundred thousand dollars. Just kidding. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'd be like, Hey man, <laughs> but
0: uh, Corvettes are sweet cars. They're nice. Um, What color would you get?
1: Ooh, I'm, I'm at a mix with color. Um, I once told somebody that I think it'd be fun to get one. That's like Spider-Man decaled. Okay. Uh,
0: that would be sweet.
1: If, uh, people are like that looks like a child's hot wheel spider-man's my favorite superhero um either that or just a black one just yeah dark black just as black as you can get or hmm. or blue uh, if really I to, if i had to come to blue i would <laughs> like okay,
0: okay what kind of blue like the dark dark blue or like a, a normal blue or like the light sparkly baby blue
1: um either a, bl- a bright shiny blue or a dark dark blue yeah um but i think black i would choose over that yeah 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 yeah, yeah. Um, huh. my my hot wheels was a a red one but i i'll give it a little bit of color i'd i'd, I'd rather it not be like red. red's not my favorite color i don't mind it it's my brother's favorite color yeah yeah my favorite color is green ooh a green corvette
0: a green corvette
1: like a a nice uh what's the word? neon green like A people neon hate? neon green <laughs> you should get neon lights neon on it light. Ooh, no nah, i don't think i'd go like just go bad. all out
0: make it gaudy oh gosh make half of it spider-man and half the other it, half like, green, goblin. green
1: oh gosh just fighting huh? on the cover like fighting on the hood yeah 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 that'd be interesting um no nah, maybe just i thought about like having the spider-man symbol on the hood and okay spreading out yeah i totally forgot where we were in this whole like 10 yeah my selfish dreams yeah there it was. Yeah, yeah 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 yeah.
0: nothing would say i have too much money
1: than a decal than
0: like a spider-man versus green goblin corvette
1: right and and i feel like people would look at that and be like that's a man child They they'd be <laughs> like
0: bet. okay greg it would be kind of awesome, though. Yeah. Like, I personally would give you huge props yeah. if you did it. I hope someday to see that car.
1: Oh, you, uh, yeah. If I get it, I'll make sure you see it. and Good. And, Good. and get to know it. So. <laughs> um,
0: and then, uh, and so I guess, okay, so that's your kind that's of, that's your dream. You want to create these things with the people you care about and have a mansion, too many rooms, and a <laughs> sweet, sweet Corvette. Yeah. Um, what then to kind of to wrap it up here um what do you kind of imagine at the end of your life uh you're sitting back looking at everything you've accomplished everything you've done and been through what are you most proud of and what are you most satisfied with
1: i want to look back and be able to say that i did something and I did it with people that I love. Um, I always said that, like, when I die, there's a couple ways that I I wouldn't mind dying. But one of the funnier ones, and I think a good one, would be sitting down at a table with family and friends, and I look over, and I'm like, knock knock, and like, who's there? And then I say nothing, and I just lie down dead. And everybody's like, "Oh my gosh, he just died!" And then I wake up and gotcha, and everybody starts laughing, and then I die. <laughs> <laughs>
0: wow, thanks, Grandpa Greg. <laughs> Nightmare. Right?
1: They're like, "Oh, he's doing it again. He's gonna get up. Grandpa, oh, he Grandpa, get up this time." But they, they know, like, and and I want it to be like a happy funeral, you know, like right. like bring those like potatoes, right? Like yeah, funeral potatoes, all about those, yeah, hmm. yeah, yeah.
0: yeah. Uh, well, that's awesome. That sounds like a, like a good life and a decent way to live. Um, any last thoughts before we close off?
1: Um, not too many. I think like with the mansion and stuff, that's something that I'd want people to come in and use and, Hmm. and be there, fill it up with people to have fun with and stuff. And, uh, I just wanted to clarify that. Yeah, it's super selfish for me to want that, but I'd want to keep the doors open. Um, yeah. But also, uh, I've really enjoyed being on My Wax Museum, right? Yeah. Did I get the name right?
0: Yes, you did. Oh, yeah. good. <laughs> yeah. Thanks for joining me, Craig. Thank you. And thank you for listening, not just to this show, but to the people around you. Thank you for taking care of them, and looking out for them, especially in these difficult times. Nothing's going to make the world a better place than listening intently to the people around you. Mecco.